0: so what so how are you gonna start like when you say record it
1: it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we're already recording we just start
0: yeah yeah okay hello everyone i'm muhammad al and i'm joshua fine and we are excited
1: to bring you the very first episode of chimerically speaking this is your guide to what's hot what's not in the world of hematopoietic cell transplantation car t and everything else to do with cellular therapies
0: We're going to be bringing you the latest, the greatest, but most importantly, the most creative or thought-provoking work being done around the globe. With our unique blend of interviews
1: with people far smarter than we are and witty commentary, I'm the wit; he's the commentary on journal articles and, and news in
0: the field. Now, an important note on who we are: we are what you could call a junior members of the field. Awfully junior, really. You might be wondering, what on earth do you two think you're doing or making a podcast?
1: The truth? We like to hear ourselves speak, and we figure no one's listening to this anyway. In any case, be sure to subscribe on your
0: favorite podcatcher.
1: So today is going to be a short episode. This is a chance for us to introduce ourselves, what we're hoping to do with Chimerically Speaking. Um, And then we'll tell you about a few things that we're particularly excited about to hear more about this coming week. What's coming up this week, Mohammed? It's, it's a small conference called Tandem. This little conference doesn't really matter much in our that we field. Heard, law. That,
0: that's we heard about, right?
1: We've heard about this somewhere. Yeah. Actually, I got to be honest. This is um, the first time I'm back at the conference since the conference right before COVID. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, I was really? there in February 2020, and I remember we were just starting to talk about yeah. oh, there's this virus in China. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, a month later, the world shut down. So I, I mean, you know. I'm very, very,
0: very excited. But the, uh, but the conference, but the conference was held that year.
1: The conference was held that year. Yeah, yes, yeah. And I remember we had some some visitors who were coming. Um, I don't think anyone came from China. I think that had already shut down. But there were visitors coming from other places that did have um, already the beginnings of a like a visible, if you will, epidemic. Right. And right. there were people who were talking. Okay, what's going to happen now? This was before you remember Regeneron. Had yeah. um, one of the first ultra spreading yeah. events mm-hmm. right around that time. So it was yeah, about that we time. were wondering, were we going to be part of that, especially with our uh, unique patient population? That would have been
0: horrific. Uh, but yeah, we did get to have a conference for for the following two years. The conference was held virtually, if I if I remember correctly. I know that the Hawaii
1: one. Didn't happen in person. I was mm-hmm. really, really hoping to go to Hawaii, but I, I think next year
0: supposedly it's twenty twenty five. We will all be meeting in Honolulu. You you've been to Tandem before? I right? I've, I've been to Tandem last year, and um, and it was it was a great uh, it was a great conference, and it's yeah. it's really uh, intimate and smaller conference that which you have a chance to kind of do more. Um, so so yeah, so I'm looking forward to it next week. And that's, I remember that very much uh, from
1: my experience as well. You know, this the the group of people who choose to go to a transplant and cellular therapy conference. You know, someone yeah. gave me the advice many years ago that you figure out what field it is you want to go into professionally by going to a bunch of conferences and seeing where you fit in best. Yeah, and I remember that's a good advice. It's like this is the conference where I feel
0: at home, mm-hmm. so I am so excited. Mm-hmm. So. Are you presenting anything? So we're we're doing we're doing some some abstract on the research interest that I'm actually was engaged in and continue to be engaged in, um, in understanding the role of radiation in the context of the CAR-T. Um mm-hmm. in and um, I'm looking forward to presenting that work. Uh, are you presenting anything this year? I am. I've got um, a, a poster. Uh, from a
1: study that we've been working on with the CIBMTR, uh, with the American Transplant Registry, uh, looking at outcomes of uh, CAR T in, in patients with uh, T cell histiocyte-rich large B cell lymphoma, um, which very excited. So I hope everyone will have the chance to stop by and see that and, this is and hear your talk. And yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, what are you looking forward? Actually, before we do that, now let's let's tell them a little bit more about who we are. And uh, what oh, on we, earth we're doing
0: here. We, we forgot that part. We did. Muhammad. who are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's, that's an important. We're newbie podcasters. Bear that's with an, us. That's an important uh, part of this episode. It's supposed to be happening in the beginning, but um, well. We'll get uh, there. So yeah, so we will get there. Stick with uh, us and we'll eventually get this figured out. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So um, yeah, so Josh, tell me who you right. are. All right, sure. Uh, so, yes, I am
1: currently uh, in the latter half of my hematology and oncology fellowship. So a baby in the transplant world. Um, that exciting. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting mm-hmm. getting a little bit closer to the end of uh, the formal part of training. Um, but I have been working on research in the transplant and uh, cellular therapy fields, going back to the beginning of my first year of medical school and I fell in love with it from the get-go um, but actually I um, before I was in in medicine I was a opera singer I trained in Germany for a couple of years so this is a uh, second career for me and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know did that 180 degree turn from the arts to the sciences and very happy to be doing what I'm doing now how did those
0: Pathway. I mean, well, but how did the pathway, those two pathways, collided in your world? Being a singer and being a transplant physician. Pretty soon, you know, I gotta tell you, everywhere I go lately, when I talk to, especially
1: in our world in the oncologic world, you talk to these very senior uh transplanters, leukemia doctors, etc., and all of them have a similar sort of experience of whether it was as you know professional or just yeah you know in their lives doing something else that's artistic or musical or or dance i know a bunch of people who were dancers and i think you know i am so glad that i did that i would have been a terrible medical student if i'd gone into medicine straight out of college um i needed that extra couple of years yeah. and, and meanwhile I, it was it was I yeah. i don't even want to call it a detour it was exactly the right track for me at that time wow. yeah. and eventually led me to doing what i'm doing now and i'm very mm-hmm. happy about that unfortunately yeah, i don't get to sing anymore would love it's, to. it's um
0: it, it may it may come up my friend yeah. we'll see <laughs> a later episode um, <laughs> a later <laughs> episode so you know it's uh, interesting because it's always interesting when you look back and see how, how all these uh, paths uh, kind of crossed over and you know and then you became the person who you are um, that's why I asked. So it's really, yeah. it's really, you know, it's really interesting. Well, what's um, the path that got you to being the person where you are now and what you're doing now? It's a little bit more, it's a little bit less exciting. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, it's I'm, also I'm international it's, escapades. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm also I also kind of fell in love with the transplant and the interventional immunology Mm. of of the cells, if you wish, early on. Um, Good luck brought me to some good folks doing transplant, I guess. And it was was the get-go and um back home in saudi it was it was the thing that i was uh mostly spending time doing at least clinically mm-hmm. and uh when I moved to the us um it's just more of it was more of continuation of what I was doing at home um so engaging with transplant folks um in m- multiple stages of my training was was uh, was the most um rewarding, if you wish, uh, yeah. uh things that I've done and I feel, um, and, um, and now I'm, I'm almost there just like you, my friend, um, doing the BMT fellowship, um, Great. and hoping to, yeah, to start my, my career, uh, very soon. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, good luck. And that's exciting. So we're both on our way to Texas
1: in a couple of days. And mm-hmm. what are we looking forward to? This is this is a yeah. great program.
0: This is going to be a great year. This is very exciting program, and a and we talked. You know, we talked before the episode. It's just um, we were thinking about how how we conduct this uh, this special episode, right? It's the first episode. Um, how to preview the tandem. And it was just, uh, very difficult to choose out of these very amazing and fascinating abstract, um, both on the basic science and the clinical aspect of it. Um, so tell me what, what is, because. You know, just for the sake of the time and our first episode, we promise our listener more in the f- in the following weeks. Actually, post them. Yep, we'll be doing get- lots
1: of talks with people
0: who had
1: exciting things to share and talking about what we were excited about uh, interviewing
0: colleagues. But looking forward to it. Yeah. But um, tell me one thing, and I know this is a very hard question, but tell <laughs> me. <laughs> You have to pick, unfortunately, for this one. So I want you to to tell me one thing that you're excited about and why. Okay. All right.
1: I am really, really intrigued. This is one of the abstracts that is going to be in um, the top abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes from... A group that's including uh, Dr. Al Maliki at City of Hope, and they are going to be presenting a phase one trial of TSC 100, TSC 101. These are uh, TCR uh, T cell therapies in the context of allo transplant. And their goal in this trial was to improve uh, chimerism, which they are measuring at just a, a much higher. Um, sensitivity than we're used to thinking about chimerism. Mm-hmm. So, you saw the title of our podcast is Chimerically Speaking. It's something I spent a lot of time thinking about. Um, but, you know, they very reasonably uh, approached this from the idea that, you know, if we can get to as close as possible to really 100% chimerism, really identifying it at a very deep uh, level, that they have eliminated uh, host host cells. Um, that, that could be very instrumental in preventing relapse. So, this right. is a TCR that is uh, directed at um, these minor histocompatibility antigens that are associated with HLA A0201. And so, this mm-hmm. is a product that really only works in a mismatched transplant. They're using it in a haplo setting um, where the donor is HLA 0201 negative and the patient is HLA 0201. Uh, positive. So they've mm-hmm. got this antigen natively, um, mm-hmm. the the donor doesn't. And so if they can go after that antigen with this T cell receptor, they can really hopefully eliminate any residual uh, leukemic stem cells, certainly, but any residual uh, host uh, hematopoiesis and really push for Total, true total chimerism. I, I love the idea. I was doing a little bit of reading. It seems like this is something that uh, people have been playing around with now going back to the early 2000s. But this seems like a technology that we now have the ability to do in a, in a much more sophisticated way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at just their their figure that they include in the abstract, I've got a million questions. I can't wait to see their talk and, and what they present. Um, but these are patients that have really tough, tough diseases: TP fifty three mutated MDS with um, you know, MRD positive status and um, MRD positive AML, clonoSeek MRD positive TALL. These are not easy cases, mm-hmm. and they. Here are showing, you know, out to hundred days that they've achieved with this very very sensitive test, complete CD thirty three chimerism, um, and you know they've got some some data that suggests that in in a study of this chimerism test that really corresponds to um, an excellent uh, relapse free uh, survival. So I am very curious what they will have to show us in that that's, session.
0: That's very very exciting, and and one of the thing is, um, it just you know goes down to goes back actually to to the story of role of uh, minor HLA mismatch mm. on those patients, um, and it's been it's been. Uh, it's a, a question of the time, right? You always match for for the major HLA, but then there is also the minor HLA mismatch. Yeah. whether this contribute to um, both the GVHD and relapse? Yeah, um, and and I think I think the fact that the the um, um, managed to give the TCR, the specific TCR, it may, again, it's those minor mismatch is really interesting and kind of yeah. linking it to decrease relapse rate is very interesting. So tell me, is this a product? If they, if they share this information in the abstract, is this a product that be given in um in the stem cell or is it just like given after the stem cell? It's like a separate, separate bag.
1: Yeah, this this is being given sort of like um, kind of like a DLI, or they're they're giving it like a DLI, yeah, yeah, yeah. after count recovery and and repeatedly, right, right, uh, very is interesting. my understanding. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. what they have to say and if I understood it correctly. But there was some great minor histocompatibility antigen work being done uh, by the by the Wu lab at Dana Farber that was shown at ASH. So I think mm. maybe maybe these topics are finally uh, ready for prime time. You know, mhm yeah these are obviously not yeah. new ideas but maybe we're finally getting there technologically
0: that is very exciting and and it will be also interesting to see uh, to actually hear their their um the trajectory of this project moving mm. forward um that would be interesting absolutely oh. absolutely so what what's on your mind what are you looking forward to very tough to pick very tough to <laughs> I'm pick <sure>. right <laughs> Um, it, it's kind of struck me that one, and you know, this topic is kind of close to my heart, the thrombotic microangiopathy post-transplant, mm-hmm. f- fortunately, very, um, increasingly recognized complication of transplant. Now, um, now, unfortunately, still associated with increased, uh, morbidity and mortality in the post-transplant period. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting that the Acute regimen and transplant toxicity session has actually three oral abstracts of TA TMA back to back, or I believe one. Wow. Two of them are back to back. And then the last one by Dr. Vaso, the last abstract of the of the session. Uh, it, it just it, it for me it's a signal of increasing interest and mm-hmm. understanding of, of, of this topic. and and it's important to be honest, because there is a lot to be done in that area with regards to um early diagnostics and also intervention to decrease um decreased poor outcomes that is associated with ttma and the one i'm going to share from actually it's interesting that i thought it's one of the most interesting abstract in the ttma realm um, is is one from uh, michelle shotler and her group from emory um it's a secondary subset a secondary analysis of CIBMTR, large analysis of TETMA that's published already. And in in this uh abstract, they they try to answer the question whether TETMA or transplant associated thrombotic microangiopathy in adults is similar to kids, mm. um similar to pediatrics population. Mm-hmm. And the way they did this is they went back to this ABMTR analysis that I was published a few years ago, and they did the subset analysis on adults and pediatrics. Okay. And they looked at both the risk factors for those patients by um, calculating hazard ratio, and also they looked at the prognostic uh, factors uh, for those for those for those two distinct population. Very interestingly that. It, it, you know, the importance of this is also in the recent um in the most recent few years, there there been there been some um divergence there with regards to the outcomes. The outcomes of transplant associated thrombotic microangiopathy from the from a children has been uh Promising, meaning early intervention with complement blockade could help those population, mm-hmm. and this is largely from the work that was done by Sonata Judel, Dr. Sonata of Cincinnati, which is an amazing work. Implementing eculizumab and prospective, uh, prospectively, on those patients could help. Now, the outcomes from the adults population is a little bit um, more, um, uh, I would say, less promising and more. Uh, poor, in a sense that most of these patients actually do have poor um, survival rate at one year after the transplant. Mm-hmm. And what did the, what this abstract found is they actually confirmed this finding. So they found that the the estimated overall survival for for children with TATMA in this large analysis. Was about two years, about 50 percent. So, half of these kids actually survive up to two years. And we know that most of these patients who do survive at two years, they usually go on on a longer remission and longer survival. But then it's only 36 percent in adults, so it's about 15 um, percent mm-hmm. difference there. Um, and 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 that tells you that the biology may be different. You know, and this is one of the things that I'm looking forward to hearing. Um, Between the two population, obviously the children or the transplant indication on the children is probably different as well. Um, Could be ALL here more, could be AML there more. Interestingly, the PTCI was associated with decreased risk of TETMA in both adults and pediatrics, suggesting that GGVHD regimen could also influence the risk of TETMA post-transplant. So there's saying. a lot a lot of interesting information in this abstract. Mohammed, do we think that when we talk about adult patients, most adult
1: patients are not actually 18 to 80, they're right. 55. And so you do have this accumulated burden of comorbidity, even if it's not something that we're going to measure on a scale in everyone. It's an older body it's there's frailty that just accumulates over time um so do we just think that you don't have the reserve to respond mm-hmm. to t a t m a in older patients or if there's actually something biologically different about the condition itself? I think that'll be an interesting thing to understand better i
0: I think you're you're really preaching to the core here i think <laughs> this is this is really um there is a lot of differences between the two age group mm-hmm. um definitely the reserve in the organ function in the transplant risk and those in those two population are very different yeah. um in in moreover the the disease or the indication of transplant, I imagine it's probably different too. Then that's yet to be seen. But I think, you know, you treat you treat you treat children with with transplant for different probably different indication from adults. Oh, certainly. Um and the condition engagement is as you just said, it's pretty it's largely different. Um, those patients also um, in general could have been exposed more to lines of treatment before um, especially if they do have relapse disease. Um, so putting all that together, that could be actually the reason for poor outcomes. And the other thing that could be simply is the biology is kind of different in these populations. And, and, and that brings you down to actually the endothelial wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where, where, where the whole thing kind of start. Um, and, and those patients also manifest uh, advanced gvhd in a significant number so you would think also what good gvhd does uh, or does not for the ttma generation there so it's it's interesting it's an interesting topic and i think there is yeah. more more to be done with regards to um studying the adults population and why they do have poor outcomes unfortunately with this uh, with this distinct complication
1: yeah well, lots of things to look forward to
0: in uh, this set of talks. It's very interesting. I actually I am more into the complication, uh, including TTMA in this in this session. So it's it's yeah. it's highly invited.
1: All right, looking forward to it. Well, on that note, um, I think we're going to sign off for this episode. Um, but do be sure to follow our. Podcast on your favorite podcast server, because we will be back soon after the meeting with new episodes uh talking about all the exciting things we did learn and we saw at the conference as well as inviting uh, friends and mentors and other special guests from around the world to share their wisdom with us um, and and more importantly their their stories, how they came into this field and the extraordinary work that many of them have done over decades to create this field and uh, hopefully to inspire many of us to do the same over the course of our careers. So thank you so much for listening, and we're excited to start on this adventure with you.